Welcome to the first episode of the Overtime College Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Jonah. And I'm Ben. And this is going to be the first of hopefully many podcasts to come. Um, We will be previewing the college football season, and we will record throughout bowl season and the NFL draft. So today's episode, we were going to have superlatives for this college football season. And we will first start with our dark horse team of the year. Ben, go ahead with yours. My dark horse team for the year is Clemson. Clemson's got a lot of potential with Kelly Bryant returning. And they also just got Trevor Lawrence. He's one of the best. And my dark horse team of the year is going to be Washington. I think they're going to be a shoe-in as Pac-12 champs. Even though USC is the defending champ, I can never trust the Trojans. I believe in Washington because of Jacob Eason uh, transferring from Georgia and also Jake Browning's returning. So that quarterback battle should be interesting. But I feel like whoever they trust to start will take them to the college football playoff. Next, we have our overrated team of the year. Ben, you can go ahead with this one. Uh, I'm going to go with South Carolina on this one. I think South Carolina is just a little bit overrated. I don't think they'll epically fail, but I think they'll hang around and get seven seven wins on the season. They think, do have a good quarterback in Jake Bentley, a really good quarterback in Jake Bentley. And they also have wide receiver Debo Samuel returning, who – yes. Um, unfortunately got hurt in the game against Kentucky and missed the rest of the season, but he's very, very good. Had a first play touchdown against the Cats. Um, My overrated team for the year is Miami. Despite quarterback Malik Rozier returning, I feel like the Hurricane had a good year last year, and I think it has everyone feeling a little bit too good about themselves down in South Beach. And I feel like they're going to take a couple steps back and come back to reality. Um, Next, we have a team that we think is going to live up to the hype. I'll start us off with this one. I have Clemson because of Kelly Bryant returning. And I feel like with Kelly Bryant and Dabo Sweeney, you can just always trust Clemson to make their case to be in the college football playoff and have as good of a chance as anyone to win the national championship. And my team that lives up to the hype is Alabama. Alabama is always going to be Bama with Nick Saban. They got Jalen Hurts back, and they have Tua, who's also one of the best quarterbacks in the entire nation. They have running back Damian Harris, who I think is one of the best running backs, if not top three running backs in the entire nation. They always have a good defense, and I – don't really think that there's a reason to bet against them. Can you hear the college football superlatives? We have the coach on the hot seat. Ben, go ahead and start us off. I have Ed Orgeron from LSU. LSU is almost always a nine-win team, which is really, really great. But it's always being consistent that – makes the fans and I think the people, the AD at LSU, just want to break out and somehow 
hire a guy that will get them in the playoff. They always have great DBs. They get five-star recruits, four-stars. They're a great team, but they just need really good leadership. And when you're losing to teams like Troy, it's really, really hard to make it in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like LSU is always in Alabama's shadow, and I think that really triggers their fans and administration. And that's a burden yeah. they, they want to get off their shoulders, and they didn't think Les Miles was the man to do it. But most every school, especially our, our Kentucky Wildcats, would take those nine wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, my hot seat coach is Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. A lot of people also agree. Despite being 28-11 and 11 in his tenure at Michigan, he only has one bowl win and, most importantly, hasn't won a game against Ohio State. And same with LSU. I feel like um, when you're the coach at Michigan and when you're the coach at Ohio State, you expect to beat each other. And Harbaugh's had great talent and has still yet to find a way to take down Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes. And he's always lacked a quarterback. And this year he finally has one in Shea Patterson from Ole Miss. And if he can't find a way to do it this year, I don't know how much longer he's got. As of right now, I think he's good. But by the end of the year, if he's eight wins again and didn't beat Ohio State, he's in a rough spot. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. When When you're a guy like Jim Harbaugh and you have really high prestige from the NFL, and you move down to college, you're expected to do very, very well. And it just has not worked out for him. And I don't know. I don't know if it ever will. The offense has been his kryptonite because he hasn't had a great quarterback at Michigan since the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Their offense last year was crazy bad to watch. I mean, when you're getting pounded by um, Wisconsin – and they yep. don't they don't even put up that many points. Yeah. So we'll perform best under center in all of college football. I'll start us off with this one, and I'm taking Drew Locke from Missouri. Last year Locke had three thousand nine hundred and sixty-four yards with a fifty-seven point eight percent completion percentage, forty-four touchdowns, and thirteen interceptions. Locke led the Tigers to a bowl game with a record of 7-5, and five, which no one expected, including a big-time win over Florida. I think Drew Locke is going to live up to his potential this year. Missouri's going to throw the ball all over the place and make some noise in the SEC East. I honestly think that if Missouri had a really good defense, they would be honestly one of the top teams in the SEC East. I think they would outperform a team like South Carolina, as crazy as that is, because it's Missouri. But yeah, with, I when you got a guy that talented, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Tigers crack the top twenty-five at some point this year, especially early on. If you don't, yeah. if you remember last year, they playing the small schools towards the beginning, they were putting up like seventy points, which is insane but their defense is holding them back because in scoring 70 points, they also gave up around. Okay. My top quarterback for the 2018 year is Trace McSorley. He was always in the shadows of Saquon Barkley last year at Penn State. 
But in the last two seasons, he's accounted for 7,184 passing yards and 57 touchdowns. And he's also ran for 856 yards. And he's had 18 scores on the ground. He's obviously one of the top QBs, if not one of the best in college football. And I think he could lead Penn State to a potentially a Big Ten championship. Yeah, he's definitely the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year, without a doubt. I just feel like if they can find another presence on the ground besides Trace, I think Penn yeah. State will make some noise and give themselves a case to be in the playoff again. Yeah. You know, Penn State's a team that always gives you a great bowl game to watch. I remember clearly when they played USC two years ago in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was one of the best games I've ever watched. All right, next we have best halfback in the nation going into 2018. This is who we think will be the best for their team on the ground. And I'm going with Benny Snell from Kentucky. Last year he accounted for 1,318 yards and 18 touchdowns. Benny Snell has had uh, over a 1,000-yard season in the last, his first two seasons at Kentucky which is unheard of at Kentucky. Now, when you're running for Kentucky and have to run behind that offensive line, it's usually a struggle, especially running against the defenses that are in the SEC. And Benny has gone to prove that that doesn't matter, and he's still going to get his touchdowns and his yards no matter what. And I feel like he's going to carry the Wildcats to another successful season next year. I totally agree with that. I mean, Benny Snell is – obviously one of the top in the SEC and he's really underlooked just because he's playing at Kentucky I mean he's playing against top talent in the SEC East Florida's you know your Georgia's and occasionally throw in a Mississippi State or any team from the SEC West and he's facing top talent in the SEC and obviously performing very well yeah I hope he can Hope he can have another 1,000-yard rushing season for the Cats. Struggling in my final. All right, my top running back for 2018 is Damian Harris from Alabama. He's always been in the shadows of Bo Scarborough, but I think this year will be a huge, huge year for him. In the last two seasons alone, he's almost ran for 1,000 yards. Last year, he had 11 touchdowns. I mean, the future is good for Damian Harris with Bo Scarborough gone and obviously a great offensive line at Alabama. Yeah, the only thing I feel like will hurt Damian, which, don't get me wrong, he's going to have a great chance to prove himself either way, is if Tua is the starting quarterback, they're going to be looking to throw the ball a lot more. That's true. And I feel like that could – get in his way a little bit. Um, that being said, he's still going to be one of the most valued, if not the most valued running back in the NFL draft next year. And I think he'll, he'll get his touches. But you also got to think too, if for some reason Tua doesn't start and Jalen Hurts does, Jalen Hurts is more of a run first guy. If he gets outside of the pocket, he'll tuck the ball and run for yards. And that. If if Jalen Hurts starts, they might incorporate more 
play actions and type of plays like that. Yeah. Either way, though, Damian's going to be a big key to Alabama's success, and I, oh, in yeah. my opinion, will take them to another playoff. That being said, we will transfer into our predictions for conference champions for the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12. We'll start with the SEC. Ben, who's yours? I have Alabama. I think that they're going to live up to all the hype. I mean, with guys like Jalen Hurts and Tua and and just their amazing offensive line, and they always have a good defense. Alabama is going to be Alabama. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. For my SEC champion, I'm also taking Alabama. I think at this point you can't deny the dynasty that is Nick Saban and that is Alabama. And I feel like the SEC West this year, they don't have as much competition as normal to get to the SEC championship. And once they get there, I think experience takes over. Despite Georgia being as good as they are, I just think Alabama has the upper hand. Yeah, I can I can see Georgia actually coming close, though, with freshman Jake Fromm returning. And I think, I mean, the only thing that they're going to miss is obviously – Chubb and Michelle and that amazing run game that they had. Yeah, that's what separates the two teams is Alabama's return of uh, running backs compared to um, Georgia's returning running backs. Now, don't get me wrong, Georgia still has great running backs, young guys that by the time they're juniors and seniors may just as well be as good as Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. Yeah. Next, we'll move on to the Big Ten. My Big Ten champion is Penn State mainly because of the return of Trace McSorley. I also really like and respect James Franklin as a coach with what he did at Vanderbilt, with that program that he built, and now going on to Penn State, a program that was in shambles, and he's taken to the top. Who knows if he's doing it right, but as of right now, he's innocent until proven guilty, and he is doing a great job at Penn State. I'm I'm totally with you. I also have Penn State winning. Uh, I think really the Big Ten plays out between Ohio State and Penn State. But with a great coach like James Franklin, no offense to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's obviously an amazing, amazing coach. But also the return of Trace McSorley. I feel like this team has gotten more experience over the last year and overall has gotten better. And I think the fact that they beat Ohio State before puts them in a good situation. Like when when you've beaten a team and you know you can do it, I think that gives you a better chance of winning. For example, Kentucky and Florida. UK hasn't beaten Florida in 30 years. Last year was the perfect opportunity. They ended up losing at the end, and I think a lot of it comes back to I haven't beaten you. you. You've beaten me, and you know how to win. Yeah, and that's that's what it comes down to. And Penn State knows how to win. Not many teams do against a team like Ohio State. Next, we'll move on to the ACC. I have Clemson winning, and that um, that's contributed to by the return of Kelly Bryant. And I really like Dabo Sweeney as a coach. He knows how to win. The ACC has been his for the last couple of years since the um, – downfall Florida State 
and I think they shouldn't have that big of a problem securing the ACC this year. I'm also totally with you on that one. But one I really want to watch and be interested in what Florida State can do. How Wait, F. Despite Jimbo Fisher leaving, I still think that Willie Taggart can lead this program to what maybe it used to in be. the future. Yeah, maybe I think, somewhat. I think I think be. Willie Taggart's energy and enthusiasm to be in Tallahassee can help him take Florida State to a level that they've been before. Now, I'm not sure that they're going to be national championship good anytime soon unless they can get a quarterback like Jameis Winston. But I think they're – I think he'll get them on the right track. All right, next we have the Big 12 champion, and I'm going to go with West Virginia Mountain Mama. I think that Will Greer – I think that Will Greer can lead the Mountaineers to a Big 12 championship despite being in the shadows of Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas State, teams like that. The departure of Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma led to my decision to pick West Virginia. I feel like without Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma will be less explosive, even though they still will be explosive. I think the experience of the Mountaineers can take them to the next level and possibly give them a chance to play on a New Year's Day Bowl. My pick for the Big 12 champion is Oklahoma. Kyler Murray is a great quarterback to replace Baker Mayfield. I don't think he'll be near as good as Baker Mayfield was right now. But the kid came in as a five-star recruit. He's been in Baker's shadows the entire time. And this Oklahoma – this Oklahoma squad with Lincoln Riley, they just played in the Rose Bowl. They got a way more experienced, and I honestly think that they will win the Big 12. And going back to our coaches in the hot seat, if Dana Holgerson doesn't get West Virginia on the right track this year, he better be watching his job because he's been there for a long time. That's and true. Since the Geno Smith days, they've been on a downfall. I agree with you on that one. Next, we have Pac-12 champion, and I'm taking the Washington Huskies. Uh, Even though we don't know which quarterback's going to start yet, Jacob Eason and Jake Browning both are great quarterbacks that I feel like can lead a team to the college football playoff. I feel like if Jake Fromm wouldn't have gotten – wouldn't have played so good last year in um, Jacob Eason's spot, I feel like he would have returned to Georgia and taken them back to where they were, the college football playoff. I'm with you. I think Washington is going to win it. I just – I don't have faith in a team like USC that just lost a Sam Darnold, you know. Yeah. That is an amazing quarterback that you're losing. It's hard to replace. Yeah. It's very hard to replace somebody And you had UCLA replacing Josh Rosen. Yeah, them too. That was two amazing quarterbacks that just left in the draft. All right, next we have the new coach that we're excited to see. This is a coach that went to a new school, a coach that was newly hired, um, any coach that wasn't in the same spot they were last year. 
And I'll go first on this one, and I'm taking Chip Kelly from UCLA. Um, I loved watching Chip Kelly in his days at Oregon. They were one of the most fun teams to watch with Marcus Mariota. And I feel like at UCLA, he can recruit those same caliber of athletes to come and run his offense and put up big numbers every game. My new coach to watch is going to be Dan Mullen from Florida. This Florida team and the fans want to win right now. And to be honest, I don't know if Dan Mullen is going to do great this season, but if he recruits a quarterback, he has proved it before. He gets guys like Tim Tebow from Florida. He gets guys like Cam Newton. He gets guys – Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Dak Prescott. Exactly. They're extremely good at running the football, and they can also throw. If he gets his guy in at Florida, they're going to be a tough team in the future. Yeah, he's already had um, some good luck with recruiting, which it's not all luck. He's one of the best in the game. But I feel like he can take the next step from going to Starkville to Gainesville. And he even had Mississippi State ranked number one a couple years back. They came into Lexington and beat the Cats, but that's another story. Um, I just think if you can get Mississippi State, a team that isn't a sexy destination to go play for, and if you can go to Florida and bring that same mentality – I think you can do some scary things in the SEC East. And he can do really, really good recruiting out of Florida. I yeah, mean, even while at Mississippi State, Florida was one of the states he liked to recruit. And yeah. he stole some players from Florida and Florida State. And if you can do that at Mississippi State, just imagine. I mean, it's going to be scary watching him in the next couple of years at Florida. That will do it for this episode of Overtime College Football Podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope for you to listen